0: South Africa! Acknowledge me.
1: Teresa Kanzi. Kanzi.
2: The views expressed on this podcast do not... It's time to engage the airstrike.
1: Kanzi, more for
0: the than-
1: is a can't if only is, is the
0: Menasako
1: Zingap is the Menasako Fonda. The Teresa Kanzi Airstrike, the mother of all air strikes. You are listening to the Teresa Kanzi Airstrike.
2: Hello, keyboard warrior living in a mafia state. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike, podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country, Mike and straight into episode 108. Thank you for listening on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify. Today, I'll on simon about Ramaphosa blaming apartheid. Our Bacardi banger features Kid Charmaine. I've got a parody song from Michael Kanzi. And I'll talk about how is it like dating a Han who captures everything for social media. Before we do all of that, let's get into Your Elders Were Dirty. This week we are checking out this song. <laughs> Wanna take you
0: with me on a late night creep, girl. That's what's up, that's what's up. And while you're here, erase all your fears. That's what's up, that's what's up. Wanna take you to the shower and spend about an hour. That's what's up, that's what's up. And hold and embrace, and girl I wanna taste, yeah. oh yeah. That's Over the phone is taking too long. Too damn.
2: What is going on here? I, I can see it. I can
0: see
2: on? I can not see What's it.
0: going on? this mm-hmm.
2: i hold, hold, hold time. Yeah, yeah. You, you got I'm going to shoot to stop it i oh. shoot this to what Just are like, our baby, elders baby, doing here?
0: Don't, don't, don't Just, oh. that I'm going do And I know you'll be happy baby. Oh,
2: shit. Oh my gosh. Avant: Phone Sex, released in 2003. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Oh wow. My ears are bleeding. Oh, I need to go to the doctor what is this song about my word okay a quick summary this song is about the evolution of virtual sex hmm yeah 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 how do you have virtual sex today you use a smartphone and it is all digital you video call your partner and you partake in virtual sex right now Before you did all of that, your elders in your age used to also have virtual sex. But their virtual sex back in 2003 was mostly in analog. The phones, most of them back in the days, had cords. Cell phones were not really a big thing back in 2003, let's be honest with ourselves. It was all done the analog way. And the the sex, you could only just imagine what the other partner is doing on the other side of the telephone line. The song is about virtual sex. Anyway, let's get into the lyrics. Verse 1. Avant says... I want to take you with me on a late-night creep, girl. That's what's up. That's what's up. And while you're here, erase all your fears. That's what's up. That's what's up. Wanna take you to the shower and spend about an hour. That's what's up. That's what's up. And hold and embrace. And girl, I want to taste. Yes. Oh, yes. That's what's up. That's what's up. Verse 2 After the first one ends, the fun will begin. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm gonna give you something to run and tell your friends. That's what's up. That's what's up. Like getting freaky at the movies. I don't care if it's PG. That's what's up. That's what's up. In the elevator going down, shut it off so we can clown. That's what's up. That's what's up. Chorus. Over the phone is taking too long. I can't wait to see you so we can get it on. It doesn't matter about the place. It's going down when I see your pretty face. Over the phone is taking too long. I can't wait to see you so we can get it on. It doesn't matter about the place. Cause it's going down when I see your pretty face. Fa Let's get into more detail. In verse one, your father is telling your mother through the phone, that he wants to take her to the shower and spend about an hour with her. So your dad is just planting ideas in your mother's head on what he wants to do with her for an hour and where the venue will be. The venue will be in the shower. Now, you and I know very well that you can't spend an hour in water as a human being. No, you can't. Your body, especially the skin, will start acting weird simply due to the scientific and biological fact that the human body cannot spend an hour in water. So your dad is just planting ideas in your mother's head, over the phone. And then he continues to say, and hold and embrace, and girl, I want a taste. Yes, oh yes. So what is your father implying by telling your mother that he wants to hold and embrace her in the shower while they are in there for about an hour and he wanna taste. What does your father want to taste while in the shower with your mother for an hour? Huh? Huh? What does he want to taste? I'll tell you. He wants to taste the forbidden fruit. That's what he wants to taste. In this context, who is the forbidden fruit? It is your mother. Yes. So, verse one is just documenting how kinky our elders were back in 2003. One, they partook in phone sex. Two, they had other venues to do the tea, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. It was not only the bedroom, it was also the bathroom in the shower. Let's move on to verse 2. In verse 2, your father says over the phone to your mother, I'm going to give you something to run and tell your friends. What is that documenting? That there is your father documenting the fact that the reason why you, as a young woman, you're always quick to run and tell your friends what you and your man got up to, it's because you are just simply a product of your mother. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You are just repeating what your mother used to do when she was a young woman. I continue. Your dad says, like getting freaky at the movies, I don't care if it's PG. Okay, once again, your father is documenting the fact that the bedroom was not the only venue they did the tea in. There were other venues. So, your dad is telling you and I that at times when he and your mother went to go watch the movies in the cinema, they did some things over there they wouldn't be proud of today. Yes, 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 yes. I am telling you about your elders and how dirty they were back in the days they were very dirty kinky and freaky back in the days 2003 to be exact Your father continues to let you and I in on other venues for expressing sexuality such as listen to this he says in the elevator Going down, shut it off so we can clown. This is another idea your dad is planting in your mother's head over the phone during their phone sex. So, your dad, in his youth, was the type of guy when he was in the elevator with his woman he would press the stop button while the elevator is going up or down. Press the button and then starts clowning with his woman. Yeah. What is clowning in this context? Well, it's the kissing, it's the touching, you know, doing these things with the fear of getting caught, but also, it is not a fear, it is part of The adventure is so exciting to be doing something that you're not supposed to do in an elevator with the idea that someone might catch the two of you doing something nasty in the elevator. So, once again, the reason why you are the way you are with your sexuality is not new. It is not original. It comes from somewhere. And it comes from whom? Your elders. Let's go to the chorus. The first two lines of the chorus your father says, Over the phone is taking too long. I can't wait to see you so we can get it on. What does he mean over there? He's basically saying to your mother, All the things that I mentioned before, we are going to do those things. Because us talking over the phone is just taking too long. He just can't wait to do all those things he said he'll do over the phone. He closes off the chorus, Utadaku, by saying, It doesn't matter about the place. Uh, I think we know that now. We know that very well. Our elders used to have the tsi, the sexual intercourse, anywhere, anytime, any given moment. He says, because it's going down when I see your pretty face. He's telling your mother off the phone that, girl, when I see you, I am not going to waste any time. We will get straight into it and partake in the Tsi. The sexual intercourse, the mañalas. These are our elders back in 2003. This is not coming from me. It is coming from Avant. Documenting what he and his peers, our elders in this case, used to do back in 2003 ndiku ailela gabazali betu kemna
1: Another day has come I hear stories of you Being in a car That don't belong to me You said he's just a friend I shouldn't worry Although I saw his text Saying you taste good Every day I sit and ask myself you is fair. something whispers in my ear and says ah, that you are just a hoe I am in denial oh febba everyday selling your good cake you are just a hoe Uzenza i chichi. The streets know your name. That's where you belong. You are just a hoe. Oh, this is beautiful. Wonderful.
2: Sounds amazing. Michael Kanzi, you are just a hoe on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike.
0: The airstrike.
2: I realized that episode 107 was over an hour long, and I was like, "Yo, ah, no, 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 no! I am never ever doing that again to you." So this time around, I'm gonna keep things short. At least, maybe aim for 40 to 45 minutes, because I mean, you can't be hearing all talk for an hour. So, I'll try to keep things short. The 45 minutes, the duration of this particular episode and going forward. I apologize for uploading an episode that was an hour long. I had no idea. I guess I just had a lot to say on episode 107. Anyway, so right now, I was just wondering, how is it like to date a hun who records everything. As a man, how is it like? Sometimes I feel tired for the dude dating a hun who records everything. I'm at a point in my life where I watch everything and what everyone is doing. Simply because how humans do things always interests me. And I'm very inquisitive. This doesn't mean I like being in people's businesses. I absolutely do not like being in other people's businesses. Hence, on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike, I hardly talk about celebrities. So, how this particular topic came about right now is because As I am surfing through the social media timelines, I do come across content of Hans whom are in relationships and they seem to record each and everything that happens in their relationship except for the tsi, the sexual intercourse, the Manyalas. Everything else will end up on that smartphone And on a social media network. So, as a dude, how is it like to date such a hun? You know, I promise you, as a guy, most guys hate it when that happens. As a couple, you'd be shopping for groceries, for example, and then Johan decides to take out her phone and make a video of you two doing groceries. And she will narrate as you guys go from aisle to aisle. Hey guys, so my man and I, and they all seem to have that annoying accent. I think it's derived from watching 10 years of the Kardashians. So guys, I'm shopping with my man and I came across this Italian pasta. It's called Nuki. It's actually an Italian dumpling. I'm going to try it out tonight and see how it goes. I'm going to post how I did everything and the recipe and maybe one day you're going to try it out. Babe. And then the guy looks in her direction and she's capturing the guy. The dude smiles but you can see deep down inside of him he's annoyed as fuck. Those are the things these hands put their man through. The smartphone and video is always ready to capture such moments. I am annoyed on the guy's behalf if it's not shopping for groceries it is shopping for clothing the han is there once again with her smartphone taking pictures and videos the guy just wants to get this whole thing over and done with one thing that you must know about us guys is that when going for any type of shopping whether it be groceries or clothing we just want a quick in and out before we even go to a shopping center or a convenience store we know exactly what we want where to get it which aisle right and then we want to be out of there in less than seven minutes that's us this includes going out for clothing and out job, you're done. And then you go about your day. That's how we men are. We are wired like that. We don't like this thing of spending the whole fucking day at the mall. Yo, 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 yo. So once again, I feel tired on these guys' behalf. The hand is always ready to make content. And this is why I believe that in today's world and this applies to hands only in today's world hands are not in love with the idea of falling in love. No. I believe that hands are in love with the idea of Posting about Um umjolo. That's where the dating world is at right now. We are in that era. Yes, there will be exceptions. You will find Hans who are not interested in dating for the sake of posting about Um umjolo on their social media platforms. When eating out with such a Han, She will hardly take out her phone. The only time she takes out her phone is if she gets a call from like a family member or a close friend. Otherwise, the rest of the eating out is just you and her. Enjoying your food and enjoying the conversation you're having. But with a Han who records everything, ah, 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 She will take out her smartphone from the moment she sees the waiter or waitress coming towards her with her food. Like she's ready. Already she's got the camera on standby. The settings are set up. And once that plate lands in front of her, she is looking for a a right angle to take a picture or a short video for social media platforms. She did not even get the chance to smell her food. All she cares about is capturing that moment for social media. How is it like for you as a guy to date such a hun? Dog, you have to be honest with yourself. It is tiring. And I feel like sometimes you have this idea in your mind that you know what dumping a hun whom records each and everything in your relationship is valid enough yeah, just it's that's a valid reason why 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 did you dump so and so no it's because she just records everything for content like we we never have special quality time moments Such moments are always ruined by her taking out her smartphone and creating content from that. It's annoying. Sometimes as a man, you just want peace and quiet while you are watching your football team and you have your Han next to you. It doesn't matter if she's watching or not. Just to have her next to you while you are watching your team play football. Right? and you just want the peace and quiet yeah she will chime in here and there or laugh at your reaction when your player misses a goal scoring opportunity or when a harsh tackle happens or when a referee makes a stupid decision etc etc and then she laughs at your reaction now next thing during halftime you know how it is you go on social media to engage with other fans. And then as you go on your social media, ow, Johan posted a video of you reacting to the football game. And there's a caption on the screen. Lol, my man is acting crazy over the football game. Like, dude, there was no need for you to record that moment and post it as content on social media. is. Can't you just let me watch my football in peace without you recording such moments? Most guys do not like that. If you're a young woman listening right now, listen to my advice. Listen to what I'm saying. Most of us do not like it when that happens. It is not cute. So once again, I ask, amigo, dog, bro, how do you cope dating a hun who always records everything? I'm having a headache right now. My headache is caused by the talk we're currently having all we want is to just live and have fun. not everything needs to end up on a social media platform or not everything needs to be recorded. Just live life there's, there's, there's no there's no need for for you to tell your man that Babe, babe, we need to do that again for my TikTok. Now you have to reenact the moment you just had simply because your hun wants to post content on social media to gain more followers on TikTok or Insta. Young woman, I'm, I'm, I'm advising you, Kaku here, listen to me properly. Yes, when you are with your girls and you're having fun, yeah, yeah. Do that shit. Record each and every moment, even when you guys are at the toilet discussing those other guys at the other table, giving you looks and don't, yeah, or one of them, executive, yeah, record that shit. We don't give a fuck. But when you are with your guy, put that smartphone away. Let it rest for a couple of hours. And enjoy the moment of being with your guy. Talk to your guy. Have fun with your guy. Do goofy and silly stuff. Have a pillow fight. Play wrestling. Let him pull your hair. Do just do fun stuff, crazy stuff with your man. And while doing so, leave your phone alone. Just let it rest on top of the bed or the pedestal Or put it on top of the room divider or behind the flat screen TV. Just put it away. Enjoy moments with your partner. It is tiring for a guy to date a Han whom always records what's going on in the relationship. At first I asked the question, how is it like for you as a guy to date such a hun. Now as I close this talk, I am closing it off by advising you to do A, B and C. Listen to my advice, otherwise, simply because of you wanting to record each and everything that happens in your relationship. And the guy just wants such moments to remain private between the two of you. Hi there, we live in a fast changing world and this serves to inform you of new developments. According to conventional beliefs, this device that I'm speaking on is called a microphone, but it now identifies as a microwave. So from now on, call it accordingly. What you just heard identifies itself as a window. So from this very moment, address it as a window. Oh, was that a cat? No, it now identifies as a cow. So, from now on, please call it a cow. But what about the microwave, window and cat, you ask? What if they still identify themselves the conventional way? Well, it is what it is. Don't question the new way of life or you will be labeled all kinds of nasty stuff. Please stay on the line to rate the quality of this public service announcement. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama or restaurant and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book to Lisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. To Kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started.
1: Bacardi
3: Banga, we a king of the what my the king my I my I bought a picture made to keep the money for I
0: go like a poor port of Ayana, party go yet go go yet like a poor port
3: a I get go to But I like get the a I get the Tabisa strike. A party. Rando, rando. doro aiman keroko the mighty ke shameina tsagat simba paratisa sigolasi kasi aiman 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 aiman
2: taken from the journey 1 ep this is king mavik okay the mic and Kid main its titled twaranyana this is the sound of south africa It is our Bakari banger on the Theresa Kanzi airstrike, absolutely love this one. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always
3: bullying everybody. Always, they bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are gonna lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times coaches win with the with a referee's mistake? The yeah, Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench who are sitting there, disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being
1: so about?
2: Not President Cyril Ramaphosa blaming apartheid for the fuck-up that our country has become after 29 years of ANC in power. Bloody hell. These politicians, they are all the same. It doesn't matter what type of president we have in this country, All of them have the same, same rhetoric, and that is, apartheid is to blame for each and every fuck-up in this country. They, of course, the ANC, are not to blame for any of these fuck-ups. In his own words, Ramaphosa said, and I quote, Apartheid robbed us of a plethora of town planners. Apartheid robbed the country and future. Imagine a whole sitting president of the country blaming apartheid for stealing this nation's future after 1994. Close to 30 years of ANC rule in this country, in our democracy. He then made an example of a rural town not producing a town planner after a remark was expressed by a member of the media about South Africa having graduates in town planning but those graduates are unemployed. And his example was just a waste of time, absolute garbage. I'm gonna say it straight, it was just absolute toti. One thing that we have to understand and grasp as the nation and stop being in denial, that is, Accept that Cyril Ramaphosa is not a leader. And such rhetoric from him will continue as build up to the 2024 national general elections. Right now, the guy, all he is doing when appearing in such public platforms is to abide by the ANC rule book, and that is to blame. Everything wrong happening in this country on apartheid. That's what all ANC leaders have been doing post-1994 prior to a national general elections. That's what they do. It's part of their campaign. The current corruption since 1994 is to be blamed on apartheid. The high unemployment in this country especially amongst the youth, is to be blamed on apartheid. Apartheid created that. This is how apartheid has stolen the future of this country. It has created unemployment. The policies of the ANC in the past 29 years are not to blame for the high unemployment in this country. No, it's apartheid. Apartheid did that. I'm saying this because I'm a dumb member of society. I'm stupid. It is so sad, very, very sad. I'm one of the unemployed youth in this country. And for me, it is always sad when I drive through the townships or public areas such as the CBDs and I see a lot of young people just. Chilling and doing nothing. And this is due to the high unemployment rate in this country. They feel hopeless. And this is why a lot of young people in this country drink and want to have fun all the time. Those few hours of having fun and drinking and living a reckless life removes them from the sad reality that they face each and every day. The reality of hopelessness. Having no job. Having no career. Having nothing to look forward to in order to build your future and your life as a young person in this country. Alcohol abuse. Drug abuse. Partying excessively. Is the temporary cure for young people suffering in this country instead of facing this huge problem, what does the leader of our country say on a public platform? He blames fucking apartheid for our social ills, for high unemployment, especially amongst the youth. Fucking ridiculous. So, Ramaphosa is also telling us that the failing of our state-owned enterprises is due to apartheid. Apartheid is to blame for the shit. Apartheid is to blame for catered deployment that employs people whom most of the times do not even have qualifications to be part of state-owned enterprises. These people stay there for a good fucking 30 years working at an SOE, doing absolutely nothing but destroy the SOE, and making sure that the destruction of SOEs will eventually end up in private hands. Gorbaralooku, this is probably what the ANC signed up to in 1992, being part of this neoliberal capitalist system. We've seen worldwide, in Western countries, how SOEs ended up in private hands over time. The same modus operandi that worked in Western countries is being used in South Africa, our land. So apartheid is to blame for that. Apartheid is also to blame for the lawlessness in this country. People getting killed in cold blood. Witnesses all over the place. If there are no witnesses, then the CCTV footage showing the perpetrators killing the victim. What happens after that? Nothing. No arrests are made. The case is not solved. The country moves on. Is apartheid to blame for lawlessness in this country, according to Mr. President Cyril Ramaphosa, yes, apartheid is to blame for that shit. Oh, apartheid is also to blame for our immigration crisis. It's reported there are over 2 million undocumented foreigners in our country. Apartheid is to blame for that shit. Apartheid stole this country's future by doing, listen to this, Making sure that our borders are not secure. Making sure that Home Affairs Department is a fuck-up. That's what apartheid done. The ANC didn't create this over 29 years, no. It was 40 years of apartheid rule that created this immigration crisis we have been currently experiencing in this country. What about the gatekeeping? And the nepotism in government institutions. Yes, yes, oh oh, oh, yeah. Apartheid created nepotism and gatekeeping in government institutions. Apartheid did that. For 29 years, going on 30, Apartheid did that. So, all of these problems that I just talked about, have created a citizen despondency. Most of the people in this country feel hopeless. They don't know where to turn to, who to turn to. Of course you find those who are delusional, who still think the ANC government will save them from the abyss. Those are just the fuck-ups, stupid people. Don't pay attention to them. Pay attention to those who want to see a brighter future in this country. They are very despondent. Very hopeless. And what makes them even more hopeless is realizing that the guy they had hope in after the Zuma administration is turning out to be the most useless fuck-up ever. Let's close off episode 108 on that tip. Remember, whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am back again next week for episode 109. Adios, amigos and bonita damas.
1: Don't forget you chose this life Welcome to your paradise It's a can, can can the air strike.